Welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about lifestyle and weight loss. These two go hand in hand and a lot of people aren't focusing on their lifestyle. They're really just focusing on cutting calories. But beginning to focus on your lifestyle as well is one of the secret weapons you have to truly, truly not only losing weight, but to mastering it so you can live at your goal weight for the rest of your life and to do it in a way where you feel better right from the get-go. So when we talk about lifestyle, I know a lot of people use that word almost as a buzzword. Um, but what I mean specifically is eight specific habits, and certainly there could be more, but the, the core ones I think of in order of importance are proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And when you start to weave these into your lifestyle, you start to work on them, make them better, what ends up happening is you start to recharge your batteries. You start to feel better. Um, your hunger starts to go down, your unhealthy cravings start to reduce, your moods start to balance out, your clarity of thought starts to improve, your awareness of your goals and how you want to feel go up. I mean, everything gets better and it makes losing weight way easier. As a matter of fact, if you only changed your lifestyle and didn't even count calories or even think about weight loss, I would, I would almost guarantee that you would still lose weight. You know, if you're struggling with your weight right now, because it affects, I almost think of it like this, right? That, that uh, menopause, insulin resistance, all those physical challenges, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, they affect you physically in a way that nothing's really changing. You start gaining weight. These things, these lifestyle changes I talk about affect you in such a positive way that if you change nothing else, you'll probably lose weight um, because they affect everything. They affect your metabolism, your biochemistry, your um, hunger signaling, everything. Everything improves when you improve your lifestyle. And again, the extra bonus effect is that you feel better. You know, you're more energized. You're, you're just feeling better, living better as the person you want to be. And so that helps you lose weight. So what I'm saying here ultimately is begin thinking about your weight loss in a more comprehensive way. Don't just narrow it down to just calories. Because for most people, that's not enough, right? Because you're in this depleted state right now, most likely. Physically, mentally, emotionally, you're kind of depleted. And from that place, it's very difficult to consistently make the food choices and uh, you know other choices that make you lose weight. And so you just the, the gas tank's empty. And so we got to fill that gas tank up. And the way you do it is with these lifestyle factors. They turn you into a better version of yourself. And when you feel like a better version of yourself, it's much easier. Okay. So again, look at the big picture. Zoom out a little bit on your weight loss and look at the big pictures and see the holistic, comprehensive things that are impacting your weight and start to focus on those, improving those as well, all right? Because you're gonna get much better results. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel feel free to ask them. Is this the feel great system? <laughs> no, it's not the feel great system. I would never sell stuff for the feel great system. <laughs> uh, why? Because I don't think the feel great system is enough. I don't think any solution you're ever gonna find for real will ever come in a package or a pill or a powder that you take. There's no supplement you can take that's going to change your weight and your health. Um, so, no. But I'm a big fan of, of you know, controlling your, your you know, insulin and, uh, you know, your fiber intake's really important, but I think there's better ways to, to get that, you know? Um, and so, yeah. But yeah, if you have any weight loss questions, feel free to ask them. I'm here to give you my take on it, which, uh, at the very least will be a different take most likely than what you normally hear. I try to come at this from a different angle. Uh, I think when it comes to weight loss, you hear the same thing so many times that you're starting to feel apathetic, right? You say, geez, I don't know what to do. I put a microphone on here. Watch how much better this sounds. What's up, Astrid? You're doing better. I'm glad, I'm glad, Astrid. And that, let me talk about that for a second. Um, 
we, we didn't get into this yesterday, right? Because sometimes you're just not in the mood for it. And that is okay, you know, because again, we, we're, we're humans. We're going to go through life. We're going to have all these different emotions. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just what goes on. And sometimes we're just at a low. And sometimes we're at a low instead of just trying to change it or work through it or all the rest of it. Sometimes being at a low, just be at a low. Let yourself be in a low and experience it. And a lot of times you kind of move past it, right? So I'm so happy to hear that, Astrid. And um, you went through that. And the thing I always do, like, because this happens to me, you know, I, I have days where it's like, I mean, they're not that often, thank God. But, you know, I just, I'll just go sleep in bed. I, I, you know what I mean? I just shut down. And uh, what I tell myself afterwards, I always remind myself is that, thankfully for me, and I know some people get mired in this, okay, but not, that, that's not my thing. And so, but I do, I do, anyone can feel depressed, you know? And so it's like when I feel that and I get out of it, I remind myself that this usually doesn't last forever, okay? If I let myself feel it, it usually passes through me. And um, again, that's just part of it. And so when you allow yourself to experience when you feel sad and down without trying to like avoid it, I think it's a good thing, you know? I think as humans, right, there's like the spectrum of emotions and I think we should experience all of them, not, not just the good ones because the good ones are relative to the bad ones anyways. And so when we're just in a down place, you know, to kind of feel down and allow ourselves to feel that, I don't know, at this point, I find it, I don't want to feel down, right? I don't want to feel sad or any, any bad things, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes I still got to feel them. But when I do feel that way, I find I don't like, I'm not fighting against it as much anymore. I try to just let myself feel it. And the more I let myself feel it, I've found the quicker it kind of passes through me and I get to the other side of it. So... I'm really happy with that. And then I tell myself, you know, I learn from that and I tell myself, even when I'm feeling sad, um, one other thing I do is I like to go inside my head and say, how am I feeling sad, right? Because a lot of times we feel like we're at the mercy of these emotions, you know, like, like we think, well, okay, well, I feel this, 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 this. But the way you feel emotions, really, there's a process you're running. You know, subconsciously, you're kind of following a recipe to create those emotions. And the process in general is usually there's a physiological process, right? And there's a mental process. And mentally, a lot of times we're talking to ourselves, we're remembering certain things. And so when we feel sad, a lot of times we're focusing on things that make us feel sad. We're saying things to ourselves that make us sad. And then our body is responding in a sad way. And um, as we start to understand that, it's, it's interesting because we're always creating our emotions. You know, and I think understanding that process of how, how do we create the emotions? Because I think a lot of people don't really pay attention to this. They, they may even be aware, okay, I'm sad, I'm happy, I'm whatever. But the, the deeper question I want to know is how are you creating that? What's the difference between you? You're the same person. So what's the difference when you feel sad and when you feel happy? Right? Um, it's not just a feeling. That, that's, a, that's a part of it. But you're generating that feeling by what you're focusing your mind on and what you're saying to yourself, usually. And so the more you understand that, um, again, not, not that you have to change it necessarily, but just to appreciate how you're generating these emotions, I think is very helpful. So I'm glad to hear that, Astrid. But yeah, here we are on a Friday. I always joke, you know, like Friday is uh, not a day most people want to think about weight loss, which is why I love I love most of the days talking about weight loss. My, some of my favorites, though, are Monday. You're welcome, Astrid. I'm glad you're feeling better. And I'm excited to talk about next week. Next week, we'll talk about that and we'll learn more about it. You know, again, we're always utilizing. Utilization is one of the core aspects of programming yourself then because good and bad things happen in life, right? There's good and bad eating, good and bad days, good and bad moods. Everything's good and bad. And so we want, utilization is when things aren't going well, we want to utilize it as best we can 
for the goals and outcomes we're aiming at. Okay. And so, um, yeah, when we're down, I think it's helpful because it's easy to recognize what we're doing to ourselves. All right. Um, what to do after a binge? That's a great question. I get this question all the time because, right, a lot of people, you're struggling with your eating. And if you're trying to lose weight, there's a good chance you're binging on some level. There's kind of like disordered binging, that level of it. And then there's kind of the more the more casual binging of, of overeating, you know, that people reference. But regardless, I think both of them, and the disordered one's a, a different topic. But if we're talking about binge eating in the, the traditional context, usually what leads to binge eating is one of two things or both. Um, it is over restricting, right? You're, you're over, you're over restricting or you're, you have some emotions that you don't want to deal with, don't know how to deal with in your binging that has, that's triggering the binging. But what do you do after a binge? What I like to do, um, is, is you learn from it. You know, I think a lot of people have a tendency after a binge to do one of two things. They'll either put it out of their mind and ignore it and say, oh, I'm never going to do that again. Or they will say, um, they'll beat themselves up about it, you know, how bad they were for doing it. And I don't think either of those responses really helps you uh, in the future. And so what I think helps a lot is when you do binge, you eat too much, is you take a moment first off, that ideally, as soon as you can, when you're done eating, it's over. I like to sit with myself in a quiet place where I can experience the effects of the binge, right? The effects, the consequences of the binge physically, mentally, emotionally. And it's not beating ourselves up. It, it, you got, it's, it, put that at the door. It's awareness. It's sitting with yourself and saying, okay, what is the consequence of that on me physically, mentally, emotionally? How do I feel? And you, I always say like, press the record button, right? What is that? What did that do to you? And then I sit there and then I like to look back on it and I say, knowing what I know now, if I go back in time, what would I have done differently? I don't want to be, I don't like this feel. I don't feel good. Notice it's not you're a bad person for doing it. It's that I, I don't like this feeling. And you say, okay, if I go back in time, what would I have done differently? You know, and this is really important because again, usually when we make a mistake, we just kind of like, we think of the mistake and we beat ourselves up with it or we ignore it, but we never change it. We never learn from it. We never grow. And so, you, you know, you're asking about what to do after a binge. You, this isn't the first time you binged, right? You do this all the time. I'm never going to do it again. And you do it again. And it's a cycle. So we got to do something different. And the thing I would suggest that's different is you learn from your mistakes. You know, program yourself then. One of the, the, the core mantras here is that mistakes are your greatest teachers. You know, when it comes to dieting, uh, it's, it's like there's no mistakes allowed, right? This is, this is part of what creates binges in a sense. Um, but there's no mistakes allowed. So when you make a mistake, it's just like you're just running away from it, you know, full force. We don't want to do that. We want to learn from our mistakes. Don't, don't be embarrassed about it. Don't be ashamed of it. It happened for a reason, you, you know, like you're, you're binging for a reason. You don't want to binge. So why is it happening? Again, usually it's because you get so hungry, you can't control your eating or there's some emotional thing going on that overwhelms you. And the next thing, you know, I don't give a shit, just, you know? And so again, there could be other reasons too, but those are two of the big reasons. And if those two things are going on, we can't just say like, oh, I'm going to stop binging from now on. No, because those th two things weren't resolved. Right? Oh, that's it. I'm not going to binge again. I'm going to start again tomorrow. And tomorrow, I'm just, I'm not going to eat. <laughs> What's up, Tavi? That's what people do, right? They overcorrect. Oh, I binge today. So tomorrow, I'm going to starve myself. Okay. Maybe you'll be able to do it that for a day. And the day after that, you're going to binge again because you're going to get so hungry, you can't control yourself, you know? And so people have this tendency, especially dieters, where they just keep doing the same shit over and over. They never learn, they never grow um, and evolve. 
you know, not to be harsh folks, but you know, if you've been trying to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, the truth is, you know, as little about weight loss, you know, as little about yourself and how to lose weight as you did before you started your first diet. That's why you're here and you're just goddamn perplexed. You're like, I, I don't know. You're a smart, intelligent person, but you can't figure this area out. But when we look at the, the technically what you're doing, it's very obvious. You binge and you don't learn from it. Well, what caused the binge? If you don't know what caused the binge, how are you ever going to resolve it? I'm just going to stop myself next time. Well, you said that the last hundred times and it hasn't worked. You know, you have got to do something different. It's, it's a cliche at this point, but it's, it's a accurate cliche that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But by that definition, there may be no crazier group on the planet than dieters, you know, like Jesus, how many times can you, how many, how can you keep thinking a diet's going to be the answer? You know, I always ask this. I'm going to ask it now because I, I want to, I, I get talking too long sometimes. Um, so the answer is sitting with yourself and trying to learn from it. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I know that sounds like, it sounds like you don't want that. You want me to tell you some magical thing, but um, there is no magical thing. You you have to understand because um, Parsons, what, what led to the binge? If you want to let me know, what do you think led to the binge? You've got to know. The problem is not the binge. Do you understand? The problem is like the state you were in right before the binge. That That's the secret. So you're just focused on the behavior, but I'm focused on you five minutes before the binge. I want to know where was Parsons five minutes before that? Were you emotionally a wreck? Were you absolutely starving? Where were you at? You know, it's not the binge. It's, it's the Parsons right before the binge. So let me know where you were at. I'll, I'll, we can go a little deeper in this. I'll give you more context. You'll understand what I'm saying more. Um, but yeah, but anyone here, if you want to lose weight, um, let me answer this first. I'll ask that. What do you do on those really bad days where your old habits try to come back and ruin the new progress? Um, I'm currently having one. Well, you know, here's first of all, and and we got to take we got to zoom out a little bit before I can answer this question because if you're asking this question within the diet context, and the diet context is you're going to start day one being perfect with your reading all the way until your goal weight. There's really maybe you got a cheat day somewhere in there, but right, it's basically just this endurance test of perfection until you get to your goal weight. And so if that's the paradigm you're living in, um, then the answer is, you know, nothing. Because <laughs> that's, that's a horrible plan. Um, but if you're having a bad day within the context, program yourself then, let me give you an alternate context. Program yourself then uses the 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating each week. And it's very strategic. Um, and so you, you, you eat clean and you're going to eat clean, but you also know uh, those two days are coming up where you can eat what you want to eat. And that's a much more balanced way to change your eating. If you, Tabby, are asking, well, I'm just trying to lose weight and I just want to be perfect until I lose the weight, and you had a really bad day where the old halves come back, yeah, of course. Of course those are going to come back, you know, because you've told your mind, we're never eating cookies again. We're never eating pizza again. We're never going to do this again. And you start to feel deprived, you know. So, again, I, it's, it's hard for me to answer this really well because I don't know the context which you're living in. If you're doing the 5-2 model, I'd have a different answer than when if you're just trying to endurance your way right to your goal weight which is probably not going to happen, okay? But regardless, I'll just answer it in a general way. Um, again, when we have bad days and the old habits come back, it's the same thing I was just talking about, the binging. It's not about beating yourself up. You know, and that's what most of you do. You make a mistake and then you beat yourself up for it, right? As if you were a bad person. I do not do that. I think humans make the best choice available to them. And I think when the bad habits come up, you, you didn't have better choices available to you. And of course, you're learning how to do this. You know, so again, you, the, the, the common thread here between what you're asking and the person before about the binging is that you need to learn. 
You know, one of the, one of the, the, the dieters phrase that's the dumbest shit on the planet is, oh, I know what I got to do. I just got to get myself to do it. That's such an asinine phrase. If you say it, stop it. Because it's not true. You don't know. You don't know what to do. First of all, you don't. You have a vague idea of how you should eat. You do not know how to get yourself to eat consistently in a different way. You don't know how to motivate yourself. You don't know how to get your good eating habits on autopilot. You just don't, <laughs> you know? And so stop saying you know what to do because what you're doing is you think you're going to willpower yourself and force yourself and fight against yourself to totally act different. And that's not a, that's not a good strategy for long-term change. So again, when we have bad days. Bad days are going to happen. You know, that's just part of, part of the whole thing. And this is, again, programming yourself thin. The core part of programming yourself thin is the redo rehearsal technique because, again, diets are built around this idea that you're going to be perfect. Programming yourself thin is built around the idea that you're already not doing great and you're going to keep making mistakes so we need a process to learn from those mistakes so you can grow and evolve which is how we approach pretty much everything else in the world you know um so i wish you the best tabby but but just relax look back at the day understand it and realize tomorrow's another day or even today how can i start getting back on track you know um okay dill says i've been stuck in the same way for two months any advice um yeah so when, you know, when we hit plateaus, oh, after losing 55 pounds, all right, well, congratulations. Um, and great. There's nothing wrong with being the same way for two months because, you know, you're getting to the phase now. I don't know how much your weight loss wants to be, but 55 pounds is considerable. And so, you know, we can't look at the last, I, I don't know how much you want to lose, did you say? Um, so I don't know how much you want to lose, but, you know, the, the first part of weight loss is typically faster than the last part of weight loss, okay? And so anyways, though, 55 pounds, you're, you're well into it, right? So, so the, the goal weight's got to be most likely somewhere in, in view. And so when you hit plateaus, and I say this to everyone, but especially you, okay, is that you need to treat the plateaus as maintenance practice, all right, because you've got to start transitioning. Again, I don't know what your goal weight ultimately is here, but you've got to start transitioning and program yourself when we start with this. But as quick as you can, you've got to start transitioning into thinking about maintenance, right? And program yourself then we start with maintenance because again, the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. And so when we get stuck at the same way for two months, a lot of times people freak out because what they do subconsciously is they give up the pleasure of the food and they trade it for the pleasure of the scale going down. And so as soon as the scale stops going down, it gets real tricky and hard for them. You know, their motivation gets real wobbly. And so that's where you gotta start focusing on maintenance. And two ways you focus on maintenance is you start really um, optimizing what you're doing. So whatever you did to lose 55 pounds, now you're kind of plateauing, let's optimize it. What do I, what do I mean by that? Let's make it easier for you. Right. Let, let's make however you're, you've lost 55 pounds. Let's make it easier. So whatever food you're eating, how can I make it easier for me to eat them? How can I make it more enjoyable? What can I do to make this easier, more enjoyable for myself? All right. And then when you do that, you're able to stay, you know, maintaining what you're doing for a little while. So you can realize is my body just kind of readjusting and I'll start losing weight again. Or do I need to, to tweak something? But because you've been doing the same stuff now and practicing that now it's easier to strategically say, let me cut the calories out here in a more strategic way. All right. Um, but it's a great idea because like, I love when people hit plateaus because it's a, it's a you're coming face to face. How are you going to handle this? Because at some point the scale stops going down. What's going to motivate you then? I always say this. Most people, you know, you've got two mindsets. You've got your overweight mindset, right? That's your natural, normal way of being. It makes you overweight. That's your subconscious programming, right? So you don't have to think about food. You don't have to think about anything. You just kind of do what you do and you're overweight, right? And then you got your diet mindset. And this is when, you know, you fight against that. You, you, you consciously, you restrict all your natural impulses 
And most people have an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. And at the best case scenario, the people are able to diet themselves down to their goal weight. But then the problem still remains that you got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. You can't keep dieting, you can't keep losing weight, and you don't wanna go back to being an overweight. And so if you realize this, you, you'll start to notice that nowhere in your strategy to lose weight do you have any strategy to create a thin and healthy mindset. So what's the plan? You know, again, you've got to shift your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight. They're totally different. And so when you hit plateaus, again, that's what life's going to feel like. Yeah, you'll, you'll weigh a little less, you, you know, but it's how do you stay there? So I don't know if that's the answer you wanted to hear, but um, that's what I would say. Parsons says, I believe boredom was the feeling right before it happened. Okay, Parsons. So now here we go. Now it gets interesting, right? So it's like, this is so fascinating to me always. And I hope it is to you as well, folks, because one of the, another mantra in the program is that awareness precedes change. Most dieters just want to, I just want to stop emotional eating. I'm just going to stop binge eating. Well, what about the stuff that created those behaviors? You know, do we want to deal with that at all? You know, and so here Parsons goes a level deeper. So what do I do? I binge eat. It was terrible. I don't know what to do afterwards. Okay. Well, we're not just going to stop it. Let's understand it because this is a pattern. This isn't the first time you binge eat, you know? So what was this? What was the feeling right before you binge eat? I was bored. Great. Because now the conversation goes, how do I stop myself from binge eating, which really doesn't mean shit to your mind, um, to how do I deal with boredom more effectively? See, your subconscious mind, especially in our culture now, your subconscious mind has been programmed to use food to deal with your emotions, right? So you feel bored, let's eat. I feel stressed, let's eat. We're celebrating, let's eat. I'm depressed, let's eat, right? And you're using the food to deal with the emotions, manage your emotions. And so you've gotten in the habit of not even knowing how to deal with them in a genuine way, non-food related way. But now you're on the path, Parsons, because now you say, okay, when I'm bored, and now what another interesting thing is look back at the other binges, is boredom, an aspect of this and it's not the only one again there's that's why it feels like oh, i gotta stop emotional eating well you've got all kinds of emotional eating you know there's probably a couple two three big ones that could show up but um okay so parsons got boredom so now the question becomes not how i stop binge eating the question becomes how can i well what do you want to feel so you felt bored what do you want to feel that's the first question would you like to feel entertained stimulated connected loved interested, whatever, you know? So we start with some emotions you'd like to feel instead of bored, okay? And then the question becomes, how can I feel those emotions? Do you see you see how that works? Because the food really doesn't, the food just distracts you from being bored, right? It, it doesn't make you feel, let's just say, let's just say stimulated, entertained. Let's say entertained. Let's say you're bored and you want to feel entertained, right? And it could be anywhere. You got to be specific with that. The more specific you are, the easier this process is. But let's just say entertained. And so, um, you or let's say stimulated i'll say stimulated like something something to look forward to something to do and so you're bored and you want to feel stimulated well now the question becomes how can i feel stimulated and what happens as soon as you ask that question you start to realize the food's really not that stimulating like like it, it, it feels that way before you do it and then you do it and eat it and at, right like five minutes after you finish eating that wasn't that stimulating you know it was kind of just like like a drug thing it was like i felt it and it's gone away real stimulation might be like i'm gonna go with some friends to watch a movie I'm going to go, um, you know, I don't know. It, again, depends what you're interested in. I'm going to sign up for a you know, martial arts class. I'm going to, you know, learn how to play guitar. I, I don't know. Like, it depends on the person. But when you start with the core thing of, like, how can I be more stimulated? You know, all of a sudden you have real answers. It wasn't about the food, do you see? It was about the emotion on the bottom. And when you start finding real genuine ways to solve that emotional um, challenge you're having, now you're in, in land of reality. 
you know, now the food kind of just fades away naturally because you're, you're genuinely, um, you're genuinely resolving that emotion. All right. So I hope that helps you out. And I know a lot of people deal with this, you know, so I hope that helps a lot of people out. Um, Kdale started at 233, now 178, want to be 140. Yeah, Kdale, I, I get that. Okay, so 140. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just relax now. Chill, right? What you've done has been, is amazing, okay? And so, you know, if it takes you another year, another two years to get down to the 140, who gives a shit? Who cares? You, you, you've done so so successful. Now it's about, I, again, I would... I would have advised you if, if I was working with you after the first 50, 55 pounds, just chill and optimize what you're doing. Because if it's all just about the weight loss, you, you're just putting off the inevitable. Because at some point, you, you get, you're going to plateau. Everyone plateaus at some point. And the difference between 178 and 140 when you've been at 233 for a while is really not that crazy. I, I, I'm here to tell you, you know? And so let me, let me take it one step further. Um, a lot of people don't even know what the hell they want to weigh. They, they, their goal weight, I, I've, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. I've been doing this for 20 years. So trust me when I say this. I always start with, what do you want to weigh? And they tell me, and I say, why do you want to weigh that? And they go, um, oh, I don't know, because that's what I weigh when I was 22. That's what I weigh when I got married. That's what I weigh when I lost a bunch of weight on Weight Watchers. Like, th that, that's your reason? That, that's a very weak reason, you know? And so a lot of people just kind of arbitrarily pick a number. Um, but what they don't take into account is that you've got to live and eat a certain way in order to achieve that number. They kind of think of the weight as if it lives in a vacuum. It doesn't. So you're going to have to live and eat a certain way to achieve 140, and um, which is fine, you know. But what right now, you know, you've, you've dropped 55 pounds, and that's great. But now you have to kind of master how you're living and eating. You know, you, you got to figure it out so it's easy, almost automatic for you. If it doesn't feel easy and automatic or even close to that. That's what I'd be focusing in on. I wouldn't be so concerned about the weight. Because, yeah, anyone, especially with the, what you got now, just keep cutting, 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 and it's really hard. It feels unsustainable. And the, the litmus test is, could you see yourself living and eating this way for the rest of your life? If you could, great. You know, then, then we'll work on optimizing, keep going. Um, it feels like, no, then we got to, while you're at where you're at right now, let's make it easier for you. Because, again, it's all about long-term results. We don't just get to 140 for a day and then start putting the weight back on. I, mean, I hope that helps out. It's hard sometimes, like, um, I'm never going back proud of maintaining, but need a little bump to get it going again. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, again, so so with that being said, so, so it's been two months. Let's assume you've been doing everything. You've been making it easier. You've been optimizing. Um, it's been two months of that. Now the question becomes, right, if you've done that, now it becomes, okay, where else can I shave off some calories? You know, and, and assuming, you know, the lifestyle piece is, is enormous, you know, of it all, but... Um, but ultimately the weight loss piece is really just calories. And so where can you strategically cut out some calories in the easiest way possible? Okay, that, that's, that's the bump. That's the next level now, if you're ready for that. Um, how to reduce appetite. Uh, the way you reduce appetite is you live a healthier lifestyle, better sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And the big one out of that is nourishment. The first three are really important too. Sleep, relaxation, sleep, hydration, relaxation are huge impacts on hunger. Um, and then the nourishment. The nourishment is tremendous in the appetite. If you're eating a lot of processed foods, yeah, you're going to be hungry all the time. Those foods are literally designed by chemists to make you hungry all the time. Do you understand? You know, it's like a lot of people don't realize this, but the, the food industry is really the cigarette industry. You know, like, like Nabisco and RJR Reynolds are literally merged into the same company. The parent company of Kraft is uh, Philip Morris. 
They're trying to make the most addictive product possible. We don't think of it that way yet. There's going to be food warnings on labels within 20 years, okay? These foods, and it's going to talk about how addictive the foods are. So, yeah, if you want to reduce your appetite, the easiest way is to start eating more whole natural foods. You'll see your appetite going down real fast. Start eating more fiber, natural fiber, fruits, greens, beans, vegetables. You start eating more of those things, your appetite's going to take a nosedive. You start eating more sugar, more processed foods, more flour, fast foods, junk food, all that, your, your appetite's going to go way up. Those foods are literally designed for that. All right, so that's kind of the, the quick, easy answer. Um, Tabby says, my, my one motivation to eat healthy is my morning runs, but it's been raining for three days straight. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so right, and so so now, here here's what I would say to you. Shit, I meant to make this. I thought I wrote this down. God damn it. I was making a videos today, and I, I don't know where I put it. Well, what I was going to say in one of them, I wonder I wrote that. Um, here's the thing, Tabby, listen to this. Um, what a lot of people do, the biggest mistake I see people make when it comes to weight loss is they, again, they're all or nothing, right? We, we always hear that. But another way to put that is you got like a plan A, right? If it's nice out, I'll go out running and then I eat healthy and everything flows. But the second it rains for a couple of days, it just tanks everything. Okay, so what you need is a plan B, probably a plan C too. When it's raining out, what can I do to get something like the running? Maybe get a treadmill, maybe doing jumping jacks, maybe doing burpees, watching a video, a, you know, exercise video, whatever. Um, joining a gym, I don't know, but you got to have a plan B. Understand that that's so common, Tabby. That they're like when plan A, when everything's going great, everything's great, and the second something goes sideways a little bit, we're, we're totally off track. Okay, you got to be careful. Everyone's got to be careful of that, right? So like with your eating, especially. Um, you can't just have one plan A, you know, the perfect plan. You need other ones. It feels hor horrible because it's like I'm losing progress. I know it feels like you're losing progress, Tabby. I get that. Um, yeah, and then I deal with my emotions with eating. I totally get that, Tabby. That's the cycle. That's why, again, you know, with Program Yourself, then the core, the core, core, core mindset um, component is that this is not short-term. All you dieters think about weight loss in a short-term time frame. You know, you think about weight loss as a temporary thing. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. That causes you to think of it like a sprint. You know, if you're running a sprint, the littlest mistake feels catastrophic because it is. Right? If you're running a, an actual sprint in a race and you trip a little bit, you've lost the race. Perfection is the only thing that can win a sprint. If you're running a marathon, you trip. That's okay. You can make up for it. But in your mind, you think of weight loss. Every time you try to lose weight, you're thinking of it like a sprint where only perfection is going to get you the results you want. And then you can't be perfect. No one's perfect, especially when you're starting from where you're at. Like, you're just not going to be perfect. And so any little mistake, which isn't even a big deal, right, Tavi? I mean, it's like, I, I, you, it sounds like you got some good momentum going. And all of a sudden, a couple of days, a little bit of eating, it totally feels catastrophic, you know? And so we got to start thinking longer term. I got a great video coming out about this, and I, I love it. Um, I'll let you see it, though. It'll be out this weekend. Oops. Um, Parson says, when I'm eating relatively well, it just feels like a rubber band stretching and stretching until it breaks and I binge and then start over. Um, I get that, Parsons, but it's not its not those things. It, it's not, it, like, see, here, this is such a great example because um, what you're saying, Parsons, there, there's this complete lack of awareness of the boredom and the emotional pieces that are, like you're saying, it feels like a rubber band. I get that. I feel like it feels like a rubber band, but that's a vague, unhelpful uh, awareness, right? The fact it just feels like a rubber band and all of a sudden I just overeat, right? There's a lack of like, it's probably boredom. 
It may be some over-restricting. I don't know. When I'm eating relatively well, how easy is that for you? I don't know what relatively well is. Um, but it feels like that's that. And by the way, that's a common thing. Because what most people do, let me give you a quick brain um, explanation as a hypnotist, is you got two minds. You've got a conscious mind, which is your logical, rational part of your brain that knows what you should eat, why you should eat that, why you should lose weight. And that's where your willpower is. tries to get you to, to do what you're supposed to do. Um, it's about 10% of your brain. It's your prefrontal cortex. The rest of your brain is your subconscious mind. This is where all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are at. And so what most people do is your your subconscious mind runs all your habitual eating and behaviors. And so you have to understand this because this explains everything. And it's crazy to me that people don't understand this because it just makes me realize you have no, almost no chance of ever changing your weight if you don't get this. Because what's running your brain is your subconscious mind and it just runs on autopilot. All of your eating behaviors, how you think about food, it's all automated now, right? You eat the same way, right folks? I mean, you're not, you're not eating like oh, breakfast this time this day and then eating this thing here and this thing here. And like, you're not just all over the place with your eating. There's a pattern to it, okay? And so your eating is on autopilot. And when you go on a diet, what you try to do is you're trying to take over that autopilot. The best way to explain it is if like today you decided, oh, you know what, from now I'm gonna brush my teeth with my other hand. You know, and you should do it tonight because me saying it's one thing, but doing it, you'll get a real visceral experience of how fucking irritating it is. If you use your other hand to brush your teeth, you can do it, but it takes lots of focus and concentration and it's annoying. Okay. And this is the rubber band thing you're talking about, Parson, is that um, you're forcing, you're consciously micromanaging an automatic behavior. Right. So again, if you try to brush your teeth with the other hand, you're trying to, you're very consciously doing it. And if you do it, you'll realize you're, you're missing teeth. You're, you're jabbing your gums. It doesn't feel right. And, and you get frustrated. And this is what you're doing when you try to eat better consciously. You're trying to consciously control your eating. You're not built to consciously control your eating. We make over 200 food decisions a day and they're all happening on autopilot. Well, you go on a diet and all of a sudden you say, you know what? I'm going to make all my decisions in consciously now. You know, no, you're not. And that's that rubber band. You can do it for a little bit. And then what do you always do? You snap back into your automatic behaviors, you know? And this is how most people approach weight loss and why they never get any results. So program yourself. Then we're looking to install new subconscious program that runs automatically. You understand? I sit in front of you, you know, I've lost 50 pounds. It's been 30 years. I haven't dieted once. I don't even work out. I'm starting to do some stuff now for other reasons, but I've not worked out consistently in 30 years. I've done real gentle yoga. Um, but what I have done is I've programmed in new thoughts, a new lifestyle habits and new eating behaviors. And now they just run automatically. I'm not counting calories. I'm not, I'm not obsessed with food. I'm just kind of living my life. And I automatically, the things I do automatically keep me at my goal weight. Wasn't like this. You know, I had to reprogram my subconscious mind, but I don't know. You know, it's like, this is what you do. I and mean, this is how you've learned. It's like we really, we stop learning in like fifth grade, I swear, right? Because real learning, real, real learning is like learning how to write, how to read, how to ride a bike, how to walk, how to use a computer mouse, how to brush your teeth. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like actual motor behaviors, right? And then school turns into theory land, right? And we just learn concepts and ideas and theories and whatever. And that's why you're stuck, right? Because dieting, you could tell me all day long what you're supposed to do, but who gives a shit? You can't get yourself to do it consistently, and then you just, you just jump into it one day. Okay, I'm going to eat perfect. And you do that for a couple of days and then you can't keep it up. Why? Right? Cause it feels just like you said, I love, I love the analogy, the rubber band, right? But it doesn't have any meaning. It, it's, a, it's a vague interpretation of what you feel, but I hope this means more that your subconscious mind, it, it's again, try, try, I dare you all brush your teeth with the other hand for a week. I dare you. It's the exact same experience. 
You know, you're going to do it. Maybe if you remember, you'll do it for a day. Maybe you'll do it for two days. Then you get annoyed and you'll go back to what you always do. You know, so you don't know how to program your subconscious mind. And so your, your weight loss requires you to be hyper-focused on your eating and what everything you're doing. And you're not built for that. We're built to be on autopilot, folks. Your prefrontal cortex is the newest part of your brain, evolutionarily. It's 10% of your brain. It's not up to the task. It's not up to the task of controlling every little thing you do all day. What's up to the task is your subconscious mind. Just, you do what you did. And what you did is you've eaten too much. You know what I mean? So that's why you keep doing it. And, and I don't know. I always try. Again, if, if you, please, folks, if, 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 you, if you care at all about your weight at all, um, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, and um, watch the training I give you. Three steps to master your weight. You, you, I mean, I don't want to sound negative, but it's like you, you literally have no clue how to change your weight. Like, like, it's like, it makes me nuts. Knowing what you should eat is like 5% of the problem. You already know what you should fucking eat and what you shouldn't eat. If you were a robot, you could just type in what you would eat all day and then you would actually do it though. You'd have no weight loss problem. What's the problem? What is the problem? You know what you should eat. You get into a scenario where you got to choose the right food and what happens? Say, I'm fucked. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Right? You get, you get all mad. <laughs> you get mad or you get sad or you get depressed or whatever. However, you get to the point where you say, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about my weight. Right? <laughs> I mean, am I crazy? It's not, it's not that you don't have the knowledge, right? It's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, you, you wake up, you know what I mean? Like, you finish the cupcake, and you're like, oh, wait a second. You know, oh, <laughs> what, why am I not losing weight? I'm eating cupcakes. You know, you, you already know that. You're not forgetting that a cupcake is not going to help you lose weight. You don't give a shit. You don't give a shit in the moment. You don't care. And why? Because you have no sense of how to influence your thoughts or your feelings or your behaviors in a genuine way. You know what I mean? That's why you're, you're 20, 30, 40 years into trying to lose weight with diets, and you literally... You want to lose all this weight. You don't even know how to lose five pounds. I got you covered with that. I got a new book coming out. The new, the first five pounds. A little, little, little book, little program for you. You five dollars. I hear y'all. I know my program's expensive. I get that. I get that. Right. I'll help you lose the first five pounds though. Right. So that'll be going. Working on it right now. But um, but it gets to the point that you literally don't have to lose five pounds. Right. You you, you wouldn't. You think about weight loss all day long and you can't even get started on you can't do anything. You, you know what I mean like you're you're in this trap. This is a dieter's trap where you think about weight loss 24 hours a day but you never really do anything to make it happen. That right? It, my my clients are always like 45 65 women on average. And it's like you start getting into your 40s what happens is you've tried all the diets. You've you've succeeded with diets. And then you put the weight back on. And so now it's like you're in real trouble because now you can't even get started because you're like, even if you start to lose weight, you don't, you still feel like it's failing. You don't believe you're going to keep it off. And so now you can't even get yourself started, you know? So how do you change that? Well, you've got to change the way you're approaching it. The diet is not enough. The dieting is not enough. You cannot imagine at this point in time that the only thing between you and your ideal body is a plan. <clears throat> you're there's a master, some magical plan that someone could just give you and then all of a sudden it's going to make everything right. You know, I don't know. Like, you got to learn from from drug, um, drugs and alcohol uh, treatments. You know, because back in the day, you know, it was just say no to drugs, right? And now we laugh at that. It's it's that's not going to work. It's a deeper problem, right? But we're still doing the exact same shit with food. Because what are you supposed to do with a diet, right? The diet's just say no to food. Just wake up tomorrow and just just abstain. Just don't do it. Okay. You know, Alcoholics Anonymous they call that being a dry drunk. Right, people that just quit drinking. 
because they don't do the work to figure out what, what led them to be alcoholic in the first place. You know, and that, that's what people with food are trying to do. It's like, I'm just going to stop, just stop. Yeah, well, it's never worked, but you still believe it's going to work, you know? And you're just yeah, apathetic and you feel hopeless. That's what I always hear. The clients come to me, they feel hopeless, right? And why wouldn't you? You've tried all the diets. The diets are all the same. Intermittent fasting, keto, Weight Watchers, vegetarian, carnivore, Atkins, Mediterranean. They're all the same in the sense that they're giving you the plan. Here you go. This is the best plan ever to lose weight. Follow it. And then you're left to yourself and you have to get yourself to do it. And you don't have, you have no strategy. You have no idea how to change your behavior. You got willpower. You think you're going to force yourself to do it. And it's just not up to the task. Whoops. Um. Yeah. Any advice on how to stop feeling like the binge is inevitable? Well, yeah, yeah, Parsons. I mean, you got you to gotta figure out what causes the binge, right? So it's like if you come into this, right, you come into this calling and say, how do I stop binging, right? It's like, it's like, so it's like you just think that there's, because again, you're coming at it with willpower. There's some willpower mind secret that I can just stop myself from doing it, right? But I'm looking at the preventative way, right? Well, what's leading to it? Well, I'm bored. Okay, so it's not about the eating and the binge. <clears throat> it's about how do you, <clears throat> what strategy do you have to not be bored or to get yourself out of boredom when you feel that way? That's how you'll, I'm not saying that'll be the 100% of it, but that's going to start to chip away at that urge to binge. You know, but we, we need to have a preventative approach. You know the saying like that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? I always like to say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower. And um, that's why, again, we, we can't just think we're always going to stop our behavior with willpower. We have to be more strategic. That's why we do the reader rehearsal technique in the program. Um, Tammy says, oh, thank you so much. Good. I hope that helps you. Every day I start over and then I binge. Yeah, I get it, Deanna. But, but so, so the, the, the good news is there that you're very pattern-oriented, right? You know what to expect. So again, this is, I, I can't think of any more, more obvious example of our subconscious programming, right? You already know. You know tomorrow you're going to start over and then you're going to binge by the end of the day, you know? And so, again, I, I can't say this enough. In neurolinguistic programming, this is one of our precepts that we have almost like, we, like our, law, our wall of commandments, right? Our, our Ten Commandments. Um, but one of them uh, is that if something's not working, do something else. Because humans in general do what we did. Like, that's how our brains work. They wire up and then we, it's hard not to do that again, okay? And so you keep doing the same thing. But this is what most dieters do. Most people spend their whole lives dieting and never getting the results they want. And so what we got to do is we got to stop for a second, take a step back and look at what we're doing. Every day I keep doing the same thing, which is to say, you know, if I wanted to fill in for Deanna tomorrow, you have to tell me what I want. What am I going to do? Oh, you're going to start the day and you're not going to eat breakfast. You're not going to eat lunch. That's how you lose weight. That should make up for the binge. Okay. Because this is the most common thing I hear people say. They come to me and they go, um, Jim, everything's going great until the afternoon. The afternoon and nighttime, the wheels come off the bus. I don't know. Everything's going crazy. I don't know what to do. Uh, I said, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. I said, well, what do you want to eat for, what do you want to eat for dinner and the rest of the night? Nothing. Okay. Well, there's the problem in a nutshell. The problem is not that you're binging in the afternoon. The problem is that you're not eating breakfast and lunch in the morning. Does that make sense? A lot of times where the problem shows up is not where it was created. 
And until you realize this, you're going to keep focusing on the wrong thing. Because what's happening? Let's just say, and I'm not saying, Deanna, you're doing this exactly like this, but let's say a person's not eating breakfast, not eating lunch, which is the easiest thing to do because each day you start and your willpower is at its highest point, your hunger is usually at its lowest point, and it kind of goes like this, especially if you're not eating. And so now here we get to noon. Oh, shit, here comes 2 o'clock, and now your hunger's up here and your willpower's down here. Yeah, everything goes crazy. So we have to be strategic. You can't let yourself get to the afternoon and be all depleted. You've got to strategically nourish yourself. So, and again, how about this? You have to manage your hunger. It's a huge part of programming yourself then, managing your hunger. A lot of dieters think that the hungrier I are, the better. The hungrier I am, the faster I'll lose weight. You know, and they just keep repeating that. So we got to look at the big picture. If I was going to fill in for Deanna, how would I do that? Okay, you don't eat breakfast, you don't eat lunch. Okay, and then what do I do as the afternoon comes? You start freaking out that you're really hungry. Oh, here I go. I'm going to about to binge again. I'm going to binge again. I'm binge again. I'm binging. You know, it's like, it's so, it's literally, you're following the exact same program every day. You know, you need to change that. Do you find you have to work at this every day or is it now the norm for you? Um, it, it's, a, it's a little of both, I would say. It's kind of like, like I, I do work at it every day, I would say, but it's more about the lifestyle pieces. I feel like I'm more focused on the lifestyle pieces, but I've also, a lot of it's become automated, you know, but it's like anything else you get good at. Like I play guitar for 30 years, so it's like, you know, it's like you just keep getting better. You start stacking up on top of skills. You know, I keep playing guitar, I keep learning new stuff, um, but I, I'm, I keep sitting atop higher, more and more and more skill, you know, so I can do more and more cool things. And it's the same thing here. Um, I've, I've internalized a lot of it. I've gotten good at a lot of it, but I keep growing and evolving. And that part's very important too. That's a big challenge for people with weight loss because you think of getting to your goal weight as the finish line. And I'm here to tell you it's the starting line if you want to live at that goal weight for a long time, you know, which I assume you do. And so you need to figure out another motivation other than the scale because the scale is just a temporary motivator at best, you know? And so what motivates me? What motivates me is I take my weight loss and I wrap it in personal development. So this is really a process of personal development for me. So I'm obsessed with how good can I feel? How much better can I eat? How much cleaner can I live a lifestyle of? You know what I mean? Like I'm obsessed. How, it, it's amazing to me. And it's, I'm curious, I'm excited, and I'm fascinated to see what, what comes next because I look back five years ago, holy shit, I can't believe how far I've come. 30 years, oh my God. And I, I wonder, how, where are we at five years from now, 10 years from now? It's, it's exciting to me. So that's a big part. Like I want to keep at it. Um, but yeah, I start, again, you start to um, automate a lot of it because you just get good at it and you start to, again, with programming yourself, then we're looking to program things into our subconscious mind. I don't want to make this hard. I want to make this easy. So I strategically do some things every day, but they help me do the other things on autopilot. Um, You don't, but you do care. And I don't remember what that was in. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have to work at it, but you do have to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, that, yeah, it doesn't feel like work. It's just like, um, you know what? I, okay, so I was talking about brushing your teeth. It feels a bit like that. You know what I mean? Like brushing your teeth is like mostly an automated behavior, but it's still like, you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit on your mind. It's like 10% conscious, 90%. You just do it when you do it. You know, and so I kind of, it kind of feels like that, you know, but, and again, the, the more, I, for me, it always is the lifestyle piece. The, the better my lifestyle piece gets, the easier the eating becomes and the, the better my results get. So that, that's a huge piece. And it's like, that's not really taught in a lot of places, you know, so I'm a big fan of uh, focusing on that piece for, for a bunch of reasons. But yeah, it's really about, about automated behaviors. That's why I always say like the goal is to live at your goal weight on near autopilot. That part's really, really important, 
you know, because most of y'all are approaching your weight loss just purely consciously. You want it to be hard because you associate the harder it is, the more you're starving, the hungrier you are, the more pissed off you are, the faster you're going to lose weight. You know, your, your main goal is just to lose weight fast. And that goal is really almost counter to losing weight long term. I've never seen a fast, fast weight loss strategy that's sustainable. They're, they're kind of two different things. You know, the big question is, do you want to lose it as soon as possible for as long as possible? That question kind of decides everything. And if it's as soon as possible, I don't know what you're going to do, to be honest. I, I just don't know. You're, you're so obsessed with fast weight loss, but again, how much weight have you lost in the last six months, last year? I mean, I know, I know you're impatient, but you can change that. You can work on it. But if you're not willing to, I don't know what's going to happen. I never know. I never know like what people, like if you want to, if anyone wants to write down, like what do you think you need to do to lose weight? This will reveal everything, you know? But what do you think you need to do? What, what's, the, what's stopping you from losing weight? What, what's stopping you from living at your goal weight that you want to live at? What do you think it is? I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying, like, like, what do you think personally, right? If you're here listening to this, you probably want to lose weight. What do you think is stopping you from, from it happening? You know? I think I need to write it down. Write down what? Like your goal weight? What you're eating? Depression? Fair enough, fair enough. I love sugar, all right? So you got to stop eating sugar? Staying on the planet, being consistent. Yeah, sure. Well, so Deanna, yeah, but but Deanna, I know, so now I know a little context for you. Staying on the planet, being consistent. This is the classic. Um, this is the classic dieter uh, move. That it's like I get this all the time. People are like, oh, I, I'm, I'm struggling with consistency. Well, no shit. <laughs> it's like if you're if you're just usually eating right here, and your goal is, oh, tomorrow I'm no carbs. Tomorrow no sugar. Tomorrow, 1,200 calories. It's such an enormous jump. And most people that are walking around America that I see are pretty depleted. You know, very rarely do I see someone like an abundance of energy, abundance of focus, abundance of time to just focus on this, right? So you're already kind of up to here. And now all of a sudden you're going to take on this enormous task in front of you. And not only are you going to take it on, but you're going to jump right into it perfectly. I always joke, like, it's like if you want to learn to play the piano and you're like, your goal is I'm going to start playing, practicing 10 hours a day. It's like, okay, maybe the first day you'll get through, maybe. But the second day you wake up and your fingers are like this and you hate the piano. Now how are you going to be consistent? How are you going to do that 10 hours the next day? You can't. So the, so the be- better question to me, and, and especially Deanna, because I always see like, I, 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 I always think I can see through code. When I see like I, I start my plan and then I binge by the end of the day, I, I always see that as over-restricting. I bet you're eating hardly anything in the beginning of the day and then you can't control your appetite at the end of the day. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but regardless, people always do this all or nothing thing, right? So you're doing nothing and you jump right to all and you expect you're going to be at all from that point forward. And it's silly, you know? And, and so God forbid, right? So program yourself then as an all or something plan. Instead of being all or nothing, it'll be all or something. So if you can't get to all, which you, you can't, that's why you're not, none of you are doing your plan, folks. You want to lose weight. That's not the problem. So what's the problem? You don't have the willpower? Hmm? Is it that you don't have willpower? Is that your plan's fucking goofy? Listen, starting keto tomorrow is goofy, okay? If you have not been doing, if you haven't been thinking about weight or diet at all, and all of a sudden it's Sunday and tomorrow's Monday, right? So we only start on Monday. And if you're going to just jump into 1,200 calories, no sugar, no carbs, it's fucking goofy, (laughs) 
I can't, I can't stand anywhere clearer than that. Who do you think you are? Do you know what I mean? Like, like don't take us the wrong way, but it's like, again, I, I would say dieters are the most delusional people on the planet. You've tried this 50 times, 50 times, a thousand times. You know, I am always asking you, and please write this in if you can. What do you think is the difference between you right now, who's been struggling to lose weight for all this time and stick to a plan and be consistent? What's the difference between you right now and this magical you you imagine on a Monday who does it perfectly? What is the difference? If you could answer this for me, folks, I would, I'd be grateful. What's the difference between you right now, who has not been able to follow the keto plan there and fasting, whatever plan you want to follow, and the you that you imagine yourself to be some magical Monday when you do it starting Monday and you do it perfectly all the way to your goal weight. What what changes? What's the difference? Please, if, if anyone, I would love to know. All right, Deanna, mindset. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Deanna says, yeah, mindset. Well, 65 on a diet. Ah, determination. Nutty. Habits. Starting Monday is just a comforting thought when I'm binging. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Hey, I, I, I honor, I honor that. Okay, I, I always honor the, the, the honesty. Right, fair enough. Right, that's what it is. It's a, it's a comforting thought. Right, we, we, it's, it's got a name for it. It's the false hope syndrome, and the diet industry installs it deep into your subconscious mind. It's this idea that some magical day you're just going to turn into this super determined person. You know, but determination is another word for willpower and you're not built to be determined 24 hours a day from Monday until six months from now when you lose all the weight, you know, but determination, I mean, determination. Okay. It's like this, right? So this is say, I want to learn to play the piano. Let's just say, and I could be determined. I could be motivated. I can have the willpower to do it. But what's really going to dictate whether I learn that piano or not is how much I practice. That's what it all comes down to. It's literally comes down to the practice. You know, and so it's not about determination is the first step. Deciding I'm going to lose weight is the first step. You need a plan to carry it out, to be totally determined and focused and motivated. I'm just going to always make the right decision. Are you? Why would you? You know, so to me, it's like, again, I think you need a system. Do you know how to influence your thinking? Do you know how to influence your thoughts and your emotions? Do you know how to influence your behaviors in a strategic way? Like one part of the program is just habits alone. I saw some of my habits. Okay, let's say it's habits. But that, that's really a red herring. It sounds good. But how are you going to influence your habits? Through your willpower? You're just going to force yourself to have new habits? That's not a habit. That's conscious willpower, right? So do you know the neuroscience of habits? That's what we teach in the program. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Do you understand how your brain thinks of habits, what a habit actually is? Because if you don't, then you just mean willpower, Right? Yeah. yeah, I've been dieting since April, lost 50 pounds of fasting. I'm stalled now since July. My motivation's lacking. I get it, Nettie, I get it. And I, I, it's lacking, a big part of why it's lacking is because deep down, you, you probably can't imagine yourself fasting forever. Again, right, the, the stricter, this is the most, I, I just made a video on this, the biggest diet discovery that they know of, like this is study, this is factual, factual, is that the stricter the diet is, the less likely you're going to keep it up. And so this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is what I'm always trying to move you guys from focusing on losing weight 
to living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. I say that a thousand times. I'm trying to break the trance. You're literally, never mind. Oh, is hypnosis real? Could I be hypnotized? Yeah, you're in a trance right now. You're in a, a hypnotic trance, a diet trance. All you care about is losing weight. That's your mantra. I already know it. All day long, I just want to lose weight. 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 No, you don't. You don't just want to lose the weight. You lost the weight. You put it back on. Are you happy you lost the weight? No. You want to live at your goal weight. That's a long-term thing. That time frame's way longer. And when you start thinking long-term, and I, what, I, what I mean, when I say, how long do I want to stay at the weight I'm at now? For the rest of my life, till the last day I breathe, this is the weight I want to be at. And so once I start thinking that way, well, I better have a fucking plan that I want to live with. I don't want to live a miserable life. That's why you all freak out. When I start saying, you want to do, you want to fast for the rest of your life? Maybe, maybe you do, but I bet you don't. <laughs> and if you're struggling to lose weight, I bet you don't like how you're losing weight. I love it. I love, love how I eat week in and week out. I, Cause I have five days of clean days, two days of pleasure eating. Here I am. This week's been a little wobbly for me too, for a couple of reasons. Um, so it's funny cause I'm not even looking forward as much to tonight's meals. I normally do, but normally I'm very clean Monday through Friday and then Friday night, Saturday night. I love those meals. I'm always looking forward to them, which why, why do I do that? Because again, you've got to understand, I'm not just talking about hypnosis folks. I'm talking about the neuroscience of change. Do you understand how dopamine affects all your behaviors? Oh, go watch my video. I don't know. You know, uh, I don't Go to my bio, get the hypnosis session, watch the training I give you, please. What do we say? We're always seeing the same things. You, you all see the, the comments you're writing. It's all the same stuff. Why? Because you all have the same diet mindset. You've been exposed. Listen, first of all, every commercial you see is a hypnosis session, a little mini hypnosis session. You have been exposed to millions of diet ads in your life. Every single diet ad is the before and after picture, how long it took. So you now think about weight loss as a short-term thing. And that is your biggest mindset problem. Because that's not even your goal. Do you just want to lose whatever the weight is? Do you just want to lose it, get to that weight for a week and then put it back on? You don't, but that's what you expect because that's what you know. And like I said, you know, how long has it been? What are people saying? 50 years of dieting, 50 years of dieting. So 50 years of dieting, 50 years. So Deanna, you better get over the hypnosis session of the training. All right. But um, 50 years of dieting is another way to say 50 years of failure with this strategy. Right. And, and so it's like you keep doing it. So at this point, you have a solid neural network of connection between dieting and failure. You do not believe it's going to work. And even if you get results, you don't believe they're going to last. Boy, that's a tough way to start anything that's difficult. You, you don't even have a, you, there's no connection in your mind to imagine. None of you can. I bet none of you can. It's like this idea that you're going to live at your goal weight forever. It doesn't exist because you can't imagine yourself doing all this dumb shit that you use to lose weight. You can't imagine doing that dumb shit forever. And then again, talk about another magical thing, some magical thing, a magical Monday, magical maintenance, right? Because nothing triggers a person who's losing weight on a diet faster than if I say, well, what are you going to do when you lose the weight? They get mad, violent. <laughs> Jim, I'll, I'll figure that out when I lose. I'll, I'll figure that out. When I get there, I'll figure it out. I don't give a shit. I'll figure it out. Well, what do you want from me? 82 to 95% of people do not figure it out. Have you figured it out when you lost weight in the past? I'm not here to be a dickhead. <laughs> like, I'm here to help you guys out. But again, we, we have to look at the truth. We have to look at the things that are right in front of our face. And you see it happening here. So, so I don't understand what's going on. I keep binging at night. I start out great and I binge at night. I don't understand. 
Well, yeah, because you've never looked at it like you're starving yourself all day, getting yourself so hungry you can't control your appetite in the afternoon and night. Once you look at it that way, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. And someone says, so, so should we eat breakfast? Yeah, if you're, if you're starving by the time the afternoon comes. Now, if you're one of these people that cannot eat all day and then at night you don't eat either, then, then you wouldn't be listening to me, right? But again, I'm not, there's no one right or wrong way. Program yourself then. There's, there's these fill-in-the-blank blueprints, mindset, lifestyle, eating blueprint, because you've got to customize whatever you're going to do to you. You need to create a one-size-fits-one plan. That's why I don't tell you what I eat. Who gives a shit what I eat? You're not me. So why would I tell you what I... But that's what every diet is, isn't it? Telling you what to eat? Yeah, you're going to let me tell you what movies to watch, what clothes to wear, what music to listen to while we're at it? Like you're a human being. You're just going to let some strangers never, you've never met and they've never met you tell you how you're going to eat for the rest of your life? No. So you got to figure out how you're going to eat. How do you want to eat? What do you like to eat? Let's keep that in the plan. You know, you can lose weight in a, in a million ways, which is probably, I guess, sometimes the overwhelming piece of it. But when you have structures that, that honor who you are, that's, that's the plan that's going to get you where you want to go. You know? But let me see what else people said here. So you're saying we need to eat breakfast. I'm not saying you need to eat breakfast, but what I am saying is I would experiment with it. I would, what I always tell people, it doesn't have to be breakfast, whatever your first meal of the day is, I would suggest you, make, you optimize that. Make it as healthy as possible. Make it as healthy as you possibly can. Because what a lot of dieters are doing is they're just thinking less, less, less. You've got to nourish your body. You know, this is the ultimate bad relationship with food is when you just think of it as fucking calories. You know? And then that's why do you think you just think of calories, by the way? Diet industry. And you, you know, listen, speaking of diet industry, just real quick, why you feel totally flummoxed and lost with this? Because you're not stupid. You're a smart person. And this eats away at you, doesn't it? That, tell me this doesn't eat away at you. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm a smart, successful person over here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great, I'm great at my work. I'm a great mom. I'm, I'm great. I'm smart over here. And I'm a fucking idiot with my weight. What's wrong with me? How come I can't do this? Right? You're always thinking that. Why is that? Because you've been duped by the diet industry. But what do you mean, Jim? Diet industry wants to help me lose weight. Uh, do they? Do you know who owned you know who owned Weight Watchers? Good old Weight Watchers? All the places you're referencing subconsciously to lose weight were all owned by big food companies. Weight Watchers. Good old Weight Watchers. Not them, Jim. Don't tell me Weight Watchers. Yeah, they were owned by Heinz. They used to have their meetings. Listen, it started out fine. It was a lady in New Jersey. It was altruistic, good, good ideas. Sold to Heinz. They used to have their meetings in the back of grocery store freezers so they could sell their bullshit food. Okay? So Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company owns Atkin Food Products. The same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast. The same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. So who are you listening to to lose weight? Don't you find it funny that they never teach you how to change your mindset? What big weight loss programs teaching you how to use your minds, change your mindset? So what you get is 50 years, the diets always change, and you stay the same. Do you get, are you getting that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I don't want to be negative. I, I, I know I'm going on this negative path. Um, you know, I sit here, I, I try to point out the negatives because that's just, I can't sit here and just teach the whole thing because I have to start from point A and go to point Z which is what I do in the training. That's why I'm trying to always tell you guys, listen to the hypnosis session. That's powerful. But it's the training. The training is about a half hour. It gives you a new understanding of how to lose weight. You know? And I don't know. You say, oh, this is stupid, Jim. Great. Whatever. You, you lost nothing. I, you'll learn something from it. Because what are you doing now? What are you doing? 
Are you waiting for another goddamn diet to come around the corner? Intermittent fasting? Keto? You think that's it? All these diets are one thing. They're always that. It's always one tactic because they're marketing. They're just marketing. They know you're exhausted and tired and overwhelmed, so they have to make it seem... It's like carnival games. They have to take something that's hard and make it seem easy. And the way you do that, just make it... Just stop eating carbs. Oh, you want to lose weight? You're tired? You're stressed out? Don't feel good? Just stop eating carbs. The other side of just stop eating carbs is completely change how you're eating. <laughs> not as easy as it sounds, right? And so it's not the diet. It's not knowing what to do. That's not your problem. The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it. And you're never learning that from a diet, you know? And so you can just expect more of the same. And Emily said, spot on. I restrict during the day and then overeat at night. Going to reprogram my, reprogram my brain. Good job, Emily. Reprogram your strategy too, though. Come up with a better eating strategy. I always say it's like, like, I always say with program yourself, then there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. The one exception is you've got to structure your reading. There's so many reasons why um, you've got to structure your reading. And I'll just give you a hint. A lot of it has to do with dopamine. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, with knowing what's coming up. I kept a food journal at the beginning, first six months. Now I don't need to write it down anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, you, you just, you internalize it. If the results are slow, then you get tired and give up. Yeah, I get that. But that, that, you know, results are slow is a relative thing, you know, understand that, that um, results seem slower depending on what your expectations in the beginning are, um, depending how hard the plan is, you know, um, if you're running, if, if you could, that's what people, I'll just be honest, right? Program yourself then. What I always hear is people like, I feel calm. I feel more calm than I've ever felt in my life. And from that calmness, I'm just naturally making better food choices, okay? So I'm laying this out as an opposite to dieting because all the dieting is you expending more energy, being more tired, more stressed, more frustrated, at least in the beginning. And program yourself then is built around being more relaxed and calm, more energized, more focused, building those things up. And if you just do that, you tend to make better choices naturally and automatically. So let's just say magically, if you were able to feel a lot more calm and relaxed and at peace and centered in your life, um, would that benefit you in your life, right? Would it help other areas of life? Never mind the weight. Would that help your relationships, your work, things you like to do that are important to you, right? Yeah, right. Everything gets better. This, is, this feels nice, you know? And so when you say if the results are slow, if you are getting more relaxed and calm and feeling better, but you're also losing weight slowly, would you get fed up and quit? Or do you get fed up and quit because you fucking hate what you have to do? <laughs> you hate counting calories. You hate not eating for 16 hours. You hate not eating carbs. And so the results could never be fast enough almost, right? So it's not just the results. It's what you're doing to create those results. It's not just the outcome. It's the process you're using to create that outcome. The weight loss industry has gotten you obsessed with the outcome. This is why I get on here every day and someone asks me, what do you think about water fasting? What do you think I think about it? It's fucking goofy. Are you going to drink water for the rest of your life? No. <clears throat> so anything that's not long-term to me is, is a goofy. So I'm obsessed with the process. I have mastered the process of mastering my weight. I don't have to worry about the outcome anymore because I've mastered the process. Do you understand? You can't master the process of just starving yourself. That's not a long-term process. I hope that makes sense. This is why I say you have a mindset, lifestyle, eating. I make a pyramid shape. Do you think Chipotle is healthy? Sure. I mean, 
like, should I completely take rice out of my diet? No, you don't need these drastic things. All weight loss comes down to, well, thanks, Tabby. All weight loss comes down to reducing your calories, right? Reducing your calorie consumption on average. And so Chipotle's not healthy or unhealthy. It's all, it's all relative. It's healthier than McDonald's. It's less healthy than a salad. You, you know what I mean? Like, so again, it's all, it all just depends, you know? And so there's no, like, no right or wrong necessarily. There's just kind of in the moment and, and kind of moving ourselves in the right direction. Um, but yeah, right. Rice is fine too. Again, it just depends. I mean, you could just eat rice and lose weight. You know what I mean? So there really is no, you, it's important if you understand that because the freedom in that, right? So you say, oh shit, I could just do anything. That feels overwhelming. But the, the other side of that is that you can lose weight any way that you want to. You know what I mean? Like, like really, like what works for you? You got to make changes and stuff. But what if you resonated, if you made sure all those changes you were going to make resonated with you, you know, you, you end up in a much different place. Can I lose 10 kilograms in a month by doing OMAD every day? Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a lot of weight, you know? Again, I'm, I'd am i be less concerned with how fast I can lose. I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't give a shit how fast you can lose weight. I don't give a shit. Well, I see people all the time, well, I lost 30 pounds this month, and everyone's going, falling out of the comments but wondering how. Who gives a shit? You know, I, I only want to know. Talk to me next year. I only talk to people that have kept the weight out for a year or two years. That's program yourself then is built. It was literally created when I went to the Y and I began finding people that lost weight for two years at least. And I began interviewing, talking about what they thought, how they thought about things, what they changed, all this stuff. And so I don't give a shit. Anyone can lose weight quick. I don't care. I, I'm happy for you. Great. But I'm not, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't even come into my awareness. I don't care how you did it. Not interested. If, if you keep it off in, in a year, two years, then I'm interested. But I don't care about rapid things, you know? Um, so I don't know. I don't know if you could lose 10 kilograms in a month, you know? I've been dieting since April. I was 50 pounds of fasting. I'm saying, oh, I just read that one. Um, let's see. I watch your videos and I lost one stone and then went holiday and gained half a stone back. Um, that's okay. Um, that's okay. All right. It, that, that's just normal. You know, holiday, again, in program yourself, then we talk about that, like holiday eating, right? It's kind of minimize the damage eating, but you, you know, you learn how to deal with that. Life's like that, folks. It, it, this is the dieting thing. That's why it's never going to work. You're just going to have like one way of eating and just eat that way forever. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have heartbreaks and, and job losses and moving and stresses and bullshit and holidays and fun times and celebrations. You can't just have like one rigid plan. This is why the rigid thing doesn't work. It's a, a news alert. <laughs> breaking, breaking. Rigid diets don't work long term. You know, like there needs to be flexibility in there. So again, great job. You're still half stone down, you know, and you'll probably drop the other half stone back quickly. Okay, so just relax. It's, it's a normal. That's normal and natural. I put five pounds on over the... I went on vacation. Was it five? I think it was like seven pounds. Um, I went away for a week. And um, I, I put a five, seven pounds. I forget now what it was. But uh, then I took it off, right? Because I went right back to my normal way of being. It's fine. What is clean or what do you consider clean? Um, clean to me is... My definition of clean is, is whole natural foods, right? So I don't, I don't want to eat a lot of sugar. I don't want to eat a lot of flour. I don't want to eat a lot of processed chemicals, chemical processed foods. So I want to eat natural whole foods as much as possible. That's how I define clean. Um, isn't the five-day clean eating and two days pleasure like cheat day? I never like that name. Yeah, I never like the name cheat either. I don't like it. Um, I'm eating for pleasure, and I think that's very important. And I know people freak out. They go, oh, my God, two days of pleasure, and I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, you probably will the first couple times. That's fine. Then you're going to figure out how to deal with it. Big deal. You've got to learn how to eat for pleasure, folks. Here's the, here's the biggest mistake you're making. 
is that you think your weight loss, that you're building it around no more pleasure. This You don't... You want to lose weight, right? <laughs> so why don't you start? Why don't you just start eating better? Why? This is this is the whole this is everything right here. Why don't you start? You want to lose weight, right? So why aren't you doing it? It's not a trick question. It's because you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it because it's rigid and it sucks. Your plan, no carbs, no key, no sugar, no whatever bullshit. You're certainly not going to start it today because the weekend's coming up. What's a weekend without no sugar, right? So it's like your idea, your definition of weight loss is no more pleasure, deprivation. Your brain's a pleasure-seeking mechanism. And your plan to get to your goal weight is to have no more pleasure. So even if you get to your goal weight, you're like miserable. So program yourself then. This is weird, but it's like, honestly, like, like the, the foundation of, of the eating plan is the pleasurable foods. Let me, let me, I don't want to go into too much. The, the dopamine stuff's fascinating, but I, I just don't want to talk about it right now. It's, it's just a little in depth. But um, most of your, most of the pleasure you get out of food is the anticipation of it. You literally have more wiring in your brain for the, for, you get more pleasure from the, what am I saying? You have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of the food than the actual pleasure you get from eating it. How is that possible? Because we evolved evolutionary where it took more energy to get the food than to eat it once it's in front of us, okay? And so what what triggers that anticipation pleasure is your dopamine. So you look forward to eating whatever food you like and you start to get excited about it, okay? So we need to keep that. I'll give you an example. They did a study where they got people hungry and then they put chocolate cake in front of them so they felt cravings for it and they'd have them say different things to help them work through the craving and then see what was the best phrases. So they'd say, oh, I can't eat that. No, I'm on a diet. I shouldn't do that. And the winner by a mile was, I'll have that later. Why? Because they weren't saying no to it. As soon as you say, no, I can't have that, your brain blanks it out and says, I'm never gonna have cake again. And you start feeling deprived and you start feeling lacking. If you say, I'm not gonna have it now, I'll have it this weekend. That feels a lot more comfortable, okay? So we need to have pleasure days, I think. Maybe you're a person who doesn't. If you don't, great. You probably wouldn't be watching this. But if you need some pleasure in your life, like most of us, then you better structure it so that you can look forward to it because most of the pleasure, you're, most of the pleasure I get out of those two days of, of the foods I like to eat is anticipating it. And it's anticipating it that helps me get through the clean days. The fastest way to throw my whole diet into a tizzy would be like, no more clean day, no more pleasure days for you, Jim. You're just clean from now on. You just eat perfect from now on. I'd freak out. Monday morning I wake up, I start eating clean. I'm already thinking about when we eat Friday and Saturday night. Do you understand? Because that's how your brain works. That's where most of the pleasure is coming from is anticipating it. Come on, man. You don't know this? <laughs> it's like everything in life. The anticipation is most of the pleasure. You have more wiring for that. So... That, that's one side of it. The other side is that you have got to learn how to eat for pleasure. We know that eating is one of the most pleasurable things you can do. So if your solution to your weight is to never have pleasure from food again, well, good luck and let me know how it goes. I'll be over here enjoying my food in a more moderated way at my goal weight. Right? So yeah, we want to get the, how do you get the most pleasure out of food? Now that becomes the next question. The question, you know, how weight loss and, and the, the core question is how do I get the most pleasure out of food? Interesting, right? Because that's usually not what you're doing. You're usually saying, if I want to lose weight, I got to deprive and restrict and fuck the pleasure. No, there's no pleasure, right? No, you need to get pleasure. So the question is, how do you get the most pleasure out of food possible? 
know, intuitively, I just eat it all. I'll eat it all. Eat, eat a lot of it. That's how I just stuff myself. Is that the most pleasure? When you've stuffed yourself silly and way overeaten, is that the most pleasure you can get out of food? Was that actually pleasurable? Or would the most pleasure you can get out of food be eating the food you like the most in the world at your goal weight? Could you enjoy that food any more in your life than eating it at your goal weight? Ben and Jerry's, chocolate cake, pizza, cheeseburger, whatever your favorite food on the planet is. Can you think of a more enjoyment you could get out of it than eating at your goal weight? Because in that situation, you would have zero shame, guilt, anger about what your weight was, worry, any of that. So this is what we're talking about, is aiming at how can I enjoy food more than I've ever imagined possible? Because I think if you're struggling with your weight, your level of enjoyment of food is not as high as you think. I don't think it is. People say, oh, Jim, I can never eat like that. I love food too much. I love food more. And so I, I, I love, when I'm eating food, I've been eating candy this week. I eat that shit guilt-free. Eh, something to think about. Um, what does a clean day look like with your food choices? Um, uh, clean days. Usually I eat the same breakfast Monday through Friday. It's usually like Ezekiel toast, natural peanut butter, apple, peanut butter, maybe half of this water. That, that's the breakfast. Um, and then lunch, I usually have a huge salad. If you go to my bio, you can see, I pinned the picture up there. I do my, my meal prep, my salad prep. Um, you can see that. And then dinners are usually grain, vegetable, beans, grain, vegetables, fish sometimes, occasionally. Um, those are the big ones. Natural, natural, natural. Can you do the hypnosis session on your phone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a huge ice cream fan. How can I reduce that craving I have for ice cream? I don't like diet ones. Yeah, Tabby, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, so I was just saying, I would, what, whatever your favorite ice cream in the world is, is eat it, but just eat it more moderately. And I was, oh, I can never do that. Yes, you can. You might have to work up to it. It might take a little practice, but I promise you, you can. Most of the time. I mean, there are some people that are little legitimate food addicts, but they're very, very rare. And I know this because I've gotten so many people from uh, OA and from Bright Lines. They're like, I'm addicted to food. I'm going to score a 10 on, the, on that quiz. Yeah, oh yeah. And it turns out we worked together for a month. It's like, oh, I wasn't as addicted as I thought. I just needed a strategy. Yeah, because you have no strategy. You have no eating strategy. Your eating strategy is all or nothing. You know, program yourself into all or something. You're going to find that works way better. Way better. Your posts have saved me from myself. Most practical information I hear. Thank you, Jim. Oh, you're welcome, Yuri. I appreciate you saying that. To get through cravings, just tell yourself you can have it later. Yep, great. Look at Kato. Yeah, she knows, right? Or you know, I don't know if it's a man or woman, but um, yeah, absolutely. Did Weight Watchers three times, never successful. Yeah. I'm not knocking Weight Watchers. I mean, Weight Watchers, the best part about Weight Watchers was the group stuff, which has kind of fallen away. But Weight Watchers is just a marketing company, folks. You know, the Count Points thing was made by marketers, not by nutritionists. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I, I'm, listen, that's what I always say. Like, I'm not going to bullshit you. You know what I mean? I'm out here. I can tell you the truth. Um, Michelle said you're funny. <laughs> Thank you. The only times I've lost weight are VLC, like Cambridge, 1-1 one, one Slim Fast. Yeah, yeah. Lost weight. Do you see what I'm saying, though? The only times I've lost weight. You, you've got to reframe this, folks. If you get nothing else out of this, you don't want to fucking lose weight. Stop it. I hope you hear my voice. You don't want to fucking lose weight. The only times I've lost weight. Yeah. And then put it back on, right? That, that's always the, the subtext to it, right? You want to live at your goal weight. You want to live at your goal weight. You've got to start thinking that way. Your subconscious mind is extremely literal. 
And so if you talk about losing weight, yeah, you'll lose. I think I'll take it to the most extreme of semantics here. Um, just the literalness of literalness that I think you keep saying, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I think you say that a million times a day and you've been saying it forever. And I think what happens is occasionally you do lose the weight. And then I think you freak out and you don't know what to say. You don't, cause you don't know how to live like a thin, healthy person. And so I think you put the weight back on because you're comfortable. I think you're comfortable living like a dieter who always just wants to lose weight. And the idea of just being at your goal weight naturally, comfortably living that way forever is it doesn't even exist in your mind. You don't even know what that would be like. And so you're just stuck in this loop of wanting to lose weight. Then you put it back on. Toasted bagel with cream cheese. <laughs> Less fatigue than usual. That makes so much sense. Thoughts on fasting? Um, yeah, again, fasting, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a tactic. And, and I use intermittent fasting regularly, but it's just a tactic among many. You know, it's not the, you're not going to get the results you want from just intermittent fasting, I bet. Not to say that if you could magically intermittent fast, you'd get the results, but you can't just magically intermittent fast. Same brain that's been struggling with food your whole life probably is going to struggle with intermittent fasting too, most likely. If not, great, then you found you figured it out. But if you try intermittent fasting, that doesn't work, whatever. And if you're talking about other long-term fasts and all that shit, um, uh, good luck. You know, If it works for you, great. You know, But if it doesn't work for you, you do not need to fast to lose weight. Okay, You don't need to do anything you really hate to lose weight. You got to do some things that are a little hard at first and you get used to, sure. But if you absolutely hate it, don't do it. There's a million ways to lose weight. The more you honor yourself in this process and build around yourself and who you are, the better your results are going to be. I've been looking for short-term solutions to a long-term problem. Emily! Emily! Yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> Those the bagel creatures is pronounced chip oat lay. What'd I say? Chipotle? I, I know I say it wrong. Uh, Debbie says, I feel you. All right. So listen, though, if you want a long-term solution to a long-term problem, please go watch the training I give you. Please. Um, I'm not doing it because my old self is stronger than my present self. Yeah, yeah. I get that. I don't feel good after eating some things I crave. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Love food. Live more, be the best. <laughs> ah, Mr. Peter Tosa, I, I love I love your stuff. Maximize pleasure by planning, prepping, preparing food, sitting down at a table, small plate, savor, having good small portions, everything, nothing off limits. Yeah, I think that that's smart, all smart things. Um, again, I believe I, 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 you always see me like like I'll randomly get people on here that have lost weight for an, a period of time. People, anyone that's lost weight like over a year, I guess I would say, seems to be the ballpark. And they always say the same things I'm saying because the things I'm saying, I learned from people who lost weight and kept it off for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's, it's very, you're not looking at that. See, you're obsessed with people that have lost weight quickly and that's all you focus on. All you focus on are people who have lost weight quickly and what they did. And I'm focused on people who have lost weight long-term. And, and so it, it's, it's the whole difference, you know? Um, you will enjoy savoring small portions more than indulging large portions. That's very true. That's a very true statement. Yep, yep. I got to stop distracting myself while eating because when I'm done, I look at my plate and it's gone. Oh, yeah. Mindless eating for sure, right? It's, it's always a challenge. We can just, we scarf food away real fast. Um, so, yeah, we get careful of that. How do you stop eating when you know you need to? You're in binge mode. Um, well, you know, I, again, you got to manage your hunger. You know, again, in program yourself, then we manage our hunger. We, we use a hunger scale and we're, we're, we're aware of where our hunger's at and we manage it. I get my hunger to a, a reasonable rate right early in the morning. I maintain that rate. 
Like th- this idea, you're as a dieter, you're thinking you're going to be starving. How do I, how do I not eat when I'm starving? I don't know. You tell me. I, I don't know how that's possible. Because your your body, it's not just that your body's starving. It's like all your senses are tuned down into food. You know what I mean? Like like you don't think your whole everything is a system, but when you get really really hungry, like all of a sudden you can hear chip bags opening from across town. You can smell people cooking food. You know from two towns over. It's like it, it's almost impossible to fight against that. Your entire body has evolved to eat food when it's there in front of you. So the idea that you're going to starve yourself and that's how you're going to lose weight long term is, um, I don't know, it seems silly to me, but um, yeah, put the food away, turn the TV off, experience the food. Very true. Yeah, mindful eating is definitely a great strategy. Um, yeah, wait five minutes before giving into a craving. Yep, yep, most cravings pass quickly. Absolutely. Cravings have a U-shape to them, folks. You know what I mean? Like you tend to assume cravings just going to ramp up to the sky forever. That's not how your nervous system works. It's got a cap, and so it's just a U-shape. And so if you just kind of relax and calm down, the, the U-shape, it goes away. Um, do you count calories? I do not count calories. Um, I think calorie counting calories is okay as a calibration exercise, just to kind of like maybe do it for a week or two and see like what you thought things were, what they actually are. But tracking, counting calories long-term for most people, it's pretty tedious. Um, it's certainly not something you have to do at all. Um, going for a walk and breathing, yep, those things help. All right, everyone. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. I got to get out of here. Uh, again, if you if you haven't yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, uh, and watch the training. I uh, got new videos coming out this weekend. Check them out. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's Program Yourself. Then it's up there every day. Uh, and yeah, if you're really serious, get the program. You'll be working with me directly, and uh, we'll get through the holidays together. All right, everyone. Have a super day. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. Bye.